I'm not the one who waits. I don't work well with patience and waiting. Oh, I've been waiting for so long. Can it come already? Do any of this sound familiar? How many times have we recited these words in our day-to-day lives? Expecting something so much and so long that we started to lose interest and appetite for that something just because we're stuck in the waiting room for longer than we wanted to. Many of your friends and family have left the waiting room with the word finally escaped from their mouths along with the brightest smiles across their faces. There's nobody else left there but you. And you started to wonder if your fate and destiny are less important than this. I'm your host Carla Wijaya and this is Young Wild and Free Podcast. What's up everybody? Welcome back to Young Wild and Free Podcast episode 2. Wow. Exciting. It's going to be amazing. This is second episode and also it's a new month. And you know, you know what time it is. You know what time it is. Do you remember the 21st night September? Love was changing the minds of pretenders while we chasing the clouds away. Oh my gosh, this is exciting. I nobody makes that kind of song anymore. That song is legendary, you know? Badia, say do you remember? Badia, dancing in September. Badia, never was a cloudy day. Yes. Yes, sing that to me all day long and I'll be dancing. <laughs> But I need to stop singing because we're gonna come to the episode wow today um it's september as i said to you as i sang to you the weather started to become warmer here in melbourne because it's gonna be springtime cherry blossoms all around us and it's super pretty it's it feels like japan although i've never been to japan i really wanted to go to japan but yeah september new episode four episode in september every week each week you're gonna love it you're gonna love it guys Apart from all the singing and all the um, fun, welcoming new month, <laughs> we're gonna talk about something really, really important and annoying. And as you can tell from the title, you know, I'm so sick of the waiting room. Yes, isn't that isn't that isn't that catchy? Isn't that catchy, guys? I love making catchy titles. You can also give me. A recommendation if you want what kind of title I uh, should name next time but I'm so sick of the waiting room who else in this world sick of the waiting room raise your hand right right now raise your hand even though I can't see you raise your hand right now life is somehow attached to waiting to some extent you know waiting in line for a roller coaster ride we wait in line for um, a coffee order or we wait in line If you bake or if you cook, we wait in you we wait to for the food to cool down before we cut it or before we mix it or we, before we serve it. Uh we wait for our flight in the airport or bus and train in the terminal, you know, and uh we wait for what else? email to be replied. We wait for a response from our um employer or we wait for we wait for everything. <laughs> 
We wait for the um, the laundry to be done. Can it be quick? We wait and wait and wait some more. Life is full of waiting. You know, just hearing about it, just talking about it to you, <laughs> and listing all the things that we wait in this life. Does it make you hate waiting even more? I I I started to hate it now. <laughs> I started to hate it. I hate the word and I hate doing it. Waiting is my least favorite activity to do. What are you gonna do today? I'm waiting for this. Yuck! No. <laughs> please, no more waiting. Please, no more waiting. But see how many of us can relate to that. We don't want to wait anymore. We are tired. We started to grumble. Um, especially in this era of technology in the 21st century, full of everything but slow. You know, everything can be done instantly, microwavable, and within seconds. You know, you order things through your fingertips, just one click away, and it will be ready in front of your door. How magical! And due to that instant culture that we live in right now. There is this losing art of waiting and appreciation of the in-betweens. Let's have a little time travel, shall we? Time travel to the early 19th century. Ooh, exciting. So, talking about traveling in the early 19th century was so much slower and more difficult than it is today. You know, now we have... Um, cars and we have uh, motorcycle we have all of these things that are super high-tech with GPS on it with music play on it so fun and so cool with air conditioning everything was so easy and so convenient but compared to that in the early 19th century it's not as easy and it's not as effective and convenient as it is right now in New England in 1790 vehicles were few and roads were generally not travelable, not travel-friendly, if that's a word. And traveling any distance was both slow and very difficult. Um, and only a minority of farmers had horses and wagons, and children and most of the adults walked everywhere. Many um, loads of goods and stuffs were drawn not by horses, but by much slower-moving oxen. But with a good horse, it took from four to six days, depending on the weather, to travel from Boston to New York. Take note, this is only on the best roads. In the beginning of 1790, a series of changes was beginning that historians have called them the Transportation Revolution. Ooh. Americans and New Englanders in particular rebuilt and vastly extended their roads. More than 3,700 miles of turnpikes or toll roads were built in New England between 1790 and 1820. Continuing through the 1840s, the new roads were far better constructed and maintained and allowed for much faster and convenient travel. In response, the number of vehicles on the roads increased rapidly as well, far faster than population. So let's imagine ourselves sitting on a wagon or a horse, traveling from one place to another for at least four to six days. Which now, compared to the 21st century that we live in right now, 2020, we can travel probably between, I don't know, a few hours? Yeah, possible. But because of 
the slow horses and the muddy roads and not to mention the rain and the dust storm, whatever that is. It's not convenient, but there is this sense of, there is this art of waiting and appreciating things in betweens. What do I mean by that? I mean by, you know, waiting for four to six days. There's so much you can do in that <laughs> period of time. You can enjoy the, um, what do you call that? The scenery even better than now. And we have far more, you know, concentration on what we discover along the road, for example. And it's true that psychologists and uh, marketers around the world think that our attention span is lowest than ever. See, according to this research that I found by Digital Information World, average attention span in 2000, in early 2000, was 12 seconds. And within 15 years, average attention span of humans were 8.25 seconds. Gee whiz. In fact, scientists reckon we now have shorter attention spans than goldfish. <laughs> average attention of a goldfish was 9 seconds. Human beings are forgetful a lot more. 25% of teens forget major details of close friends and relatives. True. 7% of people forget their own birthday from time to time. I don't know, not me, but 39%, this is American data, 39% of Americans have forgotten one basic piece of information or lost, or lost one everyday item in the past week. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The average user picks up their phone more than 1,500 times a week, taking up an average of 3 hours, 16 minutes a day. I will be vulnerable right now and say that my screen time is around 6 to 7 hours a day. It's ridiculous. See, this is what I mean by we're losing the art of waiting and that's why we tend to grumble and ask why does it take so long? Why do we have to wait? I don't want to wait. I don't like waiting. But compared to the people in the past, they... They excel in waiting. They excel in sitting on a wagons or horses for a few days traveling and they're, they're waiting to reach to the other end. But now we just, we just went past through the roads really quickly and then we want things really quickly and then we click things and then it appears in front of our, of the, of our house and we're losing this. We didn't, we're really not improving as humans. James Gall in his dream language book quoted author and prophetic statesman Chuck Pierce, Satan always will attempt to thwart God's plan. Such was the case for the Israelites. When they were coming out of their captivity in Babylon, they received a revelation from the Lord. The Israelites knew God's will for them was to return and rebuild the destroyed temple. They have heard clearly but as they began working towards the restoration God had for them, the enemy resisted their efforts. Instead of fighting for what they knew what they were to do, the children of Israel gave in. As the people allowed the enemy to take a foothold, 
three things happen. So this is called the downward spiral. So the downward spiral involves of three things. First, discouragement. The Israelites began to ask why God was calling them to rebuild the temple in the first place. Second, disillusionment. They began to wonder why and if God had really told them to build at all. Third one, disinterest. They decided they would build their own houses and live his in disrepair. They basically stopped caring. Although this book is talking about dream and this downward spiral was about dream, but I think this is why I'm putting in this putting in this topic because I think we can also connect this with waiting on God, downward spiral. We can begin to it's a slippery slope basically when we think that we will get this promise when we think we will get this job for example in this certain amount of time that we expected to and then we didn't get it we become discouraged and we would ask god or ask ourselves wait was i really called to get this job or to apply for this in the first place and then second one is disillusionment <laughs> we begin to wonder and just wondering if we were really told to get this job at all or was this opportunity just a coincidence and then the last one i think is the most dangerous one because we take control now we begin to take control because we are losing interest we're losing appetite of the desire and the promise that god has for us or the dreams that we were meant to may come true because we have that attitude because we have that um, feeling in the first place of like oh people are already going their own way out of the waiting room where am i still here i want to go too so i'll take control i'll take the will jesus if you will <laughs> you know what i mean and then we just become we 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 want to take control of everything now instead of waiting for it to marinate by itself and it's it's a danger zone. I don't want us to go here because this is when you started to do things that are stupid. <laughs> you do things that are not supposed to be that way and things that you will regret at the end of the day. I don't know what it's going to be like, but spoiler alert, 99% of the time, if I do things my own way and not letting it sit there for a while or wait for it or do, you know, you know, just wait for it or pray about it. 99% of the time, it went south really quickly. And it's dangerous. And then we, and then it will, it will add, it will add another, another new problem. It, it's, it's another whole thing. You become regret and then you have to apologize to people, apologize to these things. And, oh, it's downward spiral, you know, it lives up to its name. C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity said, I do not know why there is this difference, but I am sure that God keeps no one waiting unless he sees that it is good for him to wait. When you do enter your room, you will find that the long wait has done you some kind of good, which you would not have had otherwise. But you must regard it as waiting and not as camping. You must keep on praying for light. And of course, even in the hall, you must begin trying to obey the rules which are common to the whole house. And above all, you must be asking which door is the true one, not which pleases you best by its pain and paneling.
Damn, I can just stop right there. I can just stop right there. That is a spot on quote. <laughs> you know, God doesn't keep us waiting unless it's good for us. And we may discover things that we wouldn't have it otherwise unless we go through this waiting period. And C.S. Lewis reminds us that we have to keep on praying for light and we have to obey the rules in the whole house. And above all, you we have to ask which door is the true one, which way, God, we have to go, which job we have to take, which spouse we have to marry, which country we have to go. You know, all of these things we have to ask God, not by which one we think looks good, because what we think looks good doesn't really looks good for God. Or God sees that as, no, no, I have something better for you. And spoiler alert, again, God always have something better for us because his ways are always higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than us. He sees above all things and he wants to give the best for you. And now let's see what the Bible has to say about waiting. In Romans 5, 3-5, Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. People in the Bible waited a long time. The first one and the most famous one we all know, Abraham. Abraham waiting for a promise to be fulfilled. And the Bible said that Abraham was promised an heir through his wife Sarah despite her old age. The spirit of waiting lasted 25 years. Wow. That's a long way to wait. <laughs> Sarah did eventually give birth to Isaac and the Lord did to Sarah as he had promised. Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. He trusted in God to keep the promise his offspring would be numerous like the stars in the sky and sand of the seashore. Even the Hebrews quoted that, Then Abraham waited patiently and he received what God has promised him. Another story is Joseph waiting in prison for a purpose. Joseph was his father's favorite son, which caused his brothers to hate him. He also had dreams which showed him that he will rule over his family one day, which made his brother really jealous. They wanted to kill him and instead staged his death and sold him into slavery. After being sold into slavery by his brothers and then thrown into prison for a crime he did not even commit, basically. But long story short, eventually, Joseph was the second in command in all of Egypt. From prison to power, Joseph was placed strategically by God to prepare the land against a famine. His position in Egypt fulfilled the dream he had that he would rule over his family as they came to Egypt for food during the famine. So the moral story is that in the years of Joseph waiting in prison, he trusted in God and the Lord blessed him and saved many lives through him and fulfilled the dream. And if that doesn't encourage you enough to wait on God for a perfect timing, let's talk about our main hero, Jesus. He waited to begin his ministry not until he was 30 years old. So the following three years of his life were filled by living alongside his disciples to prepare for them for when he would no longer be with them. It was a time of going from place to place, fulfilling prophecies that were made about him and foretelling people to repent and believe for God's kingdom had come near. 
So Jesus entered our world over 2,000 years ago to take the sins of the world upon himself. He brought good news to a world that needed and continues to keep hope and reconciliation in relationship to God. So God the Father knows the appointed time for all things, including when Jesus will return. So the question is, will we make the best use of our time, including times of waiting? In this time, you know, waiting for your breakthrough, waiting for a miracle, waiting for your answered prayer, waiting for a job, a spouse, a ministry. I don't know what else is your dream. Your dreams are probably bigger than that. But will we make the best use of our time, including in the times of waiting, in standing in front of this gate that has not yet been opened, but have already been promised? for us. There is two types of waiting. Passively waiting versus actively waiting. Which one are we? Which one we are supposed to be? Pastor and minister and prophetic voice Sean Bowles, he said that waiting on the Lord to a Christian is not a passive thing. To us, waiting on the Lord means you are actually trying to go forward in God. So this is active waiting. You're not trying to go too far ahead from God or too far behind from God, but you're going in the same pace as God. You stop when he told you to stop, You go, and then you go when he told you to go. Let me tell you a story of a persistent widow that Jesus told the disciples about. So this story is from Luke 18, 1-8. Jesus was telling the disciples a parable of a persistent widow, so that they will always pray and not lose heart. This widow kept coming to a judge that doesn't believe in God and doesn't respect anybody. And every day, this widow came to ask him for justice, each and every day, persistently. The judge refused for a while, but he became bothered, basically, by the widow and willing to give her the justice that she was asking. Because this judge was just like, this is ridiculous. She came here every day, and I am sick of it, so I'm willing to give her the justice. And Jesus said, God will always give what is right to his people who cry to him night and day and will not be slow or God will not delay to answer them. And God will give justice to them speedily. So this is exactly what active waiting means. Just keep asking, just keep knocking on the door, just keep seeking God for it. And do the best you can to get the answer, to get the justice, to get the desire that you want. And of course, not going too far ahead from God and not too far behind from God, but going in the same pace as God. Take note on that. But you know, in Matthew 7-7, even God was saying that, hey, keep asking, keep knocking. Whoever seek will find, whoever knock will be open, whoever asks will receive. That's it. Simple as that. Why do we make life so complicated sometimes, humans? And all jokes aside, you know, you <laughs> we're humans, we're idiots, basically. But this is this is why this is why the exact reason why we need God and we need wisdom from the Holy Spirit. And 
<laughs> this is why we need to listen Young One every podcast every week. <laughs> because, no, I'm joking. But you you do really need to listen to me though, because I, I'm not saying or anything, but I can learn things with you. <laughs> anyway, what am I saying? Sorry, I got off track. Passively waiting, yes, passively waiting. <laughs> passively waiting, as it suggests, passive. It's basically you know kick back and relax let's take the coca-cola can and binge watch netflix for 72 hours that's passive waiting you basically don't do anything and the result is you don't get any you know what what the bible has suggested endurance character and hope you don't get that when you're passively waiting because you I'm just sitting down and binge watch Netflix and not actually asking God, what can I do better now in the waiting? What can I still do in the waiting? Can I can I do something other than just waiting? But in the waiting, what can we do to fill in that gaps? Can we volunteer? Can we help more people? Can we reach too many other people? Or can we try new hobbies? You know, there's so many things we can do. And we we just only need to ask and need to have the open hearts to learn and to let God direct us. So I want to encourage you today to dream again and hope again. And how can we do this? First, let's take a step back and reflect. You versus others. Let's understand the timeline and seasons. Because you cannot be selfish in this way. You have to understand if people get that blessing, get that job, get that spouse, get that house before you, you have to understand that It's not about them being faster than you. It's about their timeline is right on time. It's their timeline. It's not yours. And you shouldn't fall into comparison because this is the slippery slope that I told you about. Once people success, once people get the things that we want, and usually when we want something, people usually get those things faster than us and we become, we, we are tested. That this is the position where we are tested and like God wants to see what we are doing as to response to that us witnessing the win the win the victory of others do we maturely say yep that is their timeline as Ecclesiastes 3 that is their timeline that is their season they are wait right on time or are we immaturely saying like oh my gosh What? Why why do they get that? They don't deserve that. I'm way better than them. I have way better experience in my CV. I'm way smarter. I'm way prettier. I don't know what kind of comparison that you know, comparison is a thief of joy. <laughs> Basically, it's a, it's a danger zone. It's small. It's a small seed, but it's very dangerous. It's it's like a bullseye when when you give into that. It's a slippery slope and it's a downward spiral and you become an annoying person, basically. A pain in the butt. So, we have to become understanding of other time, other people's timeline. 
you know, you don't know what the hard work that they put into that to get that blessing. So you cannot judge the book by its cover. You cannot, you cannot just simply, oh, it's too easy for them to get that. No, 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 darling, don't do that. Don't say that. <laughs> you don't know what's behind the scene and how many times they cried to God to ask them that blessing. What you can, what you can do, and what I encourage and challenge us to do is, we ask them, "Hey, how did you wait on God? Can you give me a practical tips on how to do that? And what did you do? And where did you go to? What kind of prayer did you ask? Or what kind of friends did you, you know, ask help to? If you have like, you know, you want a breakthrough, a miracle for healing." You know, all kinds of this. Let's be understanding and mature in responding to people's success and win. Because we have to rejoice when people rejoice. And we have to weep when people weep. See, becoming like this, we're not a pain in the butt. But we actually become a blessing for others. When others are blessed, we have to feel like we're blessed too. Because we're a family. It's, life is too short to compare and to compete Life is so much better if we can be understanding and mature and respond to what others have gained. You know, because at the, at the end of the day, they will also rejoice when we rejoice. See, we have to posture ourselves to surrender and align yourself. So whenever that wait is over moment comes for you, you will be found ready. You will, you will go through the gate. You will go through the open door with hearts that are ready, that are mature that is expectant, that is full of hope and faith, and you can inspire more other people. So friends, let's not become a judgmental person. People that likes to compare, likes to envy others or get jealous of others' blessing. No. Comparison is a thief of joy. I had to remind you that. And baby, positive vibes only. You know? Evil and negativity should not be here if you want to wait well. And if you want to be actively waiting and to deserve the blessings that God has for you. Even the sun has to give way to the moon. And even the moon has to give way to the sun. You know, Jesus prayed to God about us. He intercedes for us. In John 17, 9, if you want to read that. He takes our prayers and our tears and put them in a bottle and read them out loud one by one to the Father. He desires our dreams to come true more than we do. Can you imagine a man that lost his life just to have you? Just to bring salvation and joy for you so you can have a better life. Yes, there is one man and his name is Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Young, Wild and Free Podcast. I hope you've got yourself a really good takeaway from today, which I mean, 
<laughs> Come on, it's definitely better than McDonald's or KFC. Am I right? <laughs> But before you go, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Young Wild Free Podcast so you will not miss any important updates from us and it's also the best way to keep in touch. Feel free to share this episode to your Instagram story and tag us. We will love to hear what you think. Your feedback and suggestions are always welcome too. And lastly, if you enjoy our content, pretty please with a cherry on top, subscribe to the show and spare yourself a few minutes to give us a 5-star rating and chuck in a review because it will help Young Wild and Free Podcast to be discovered by many more awesome people just like you. This is Carla signing off. I'll see you again next week. Have a great day and God bless you.